Won't you take possible? me for a ride? They had to write the thing from the Garage Logic website. <laughs> we didn't talk about the budget nearly enough yesterday, well, I don't think. Won't you take me for a ride? This is this is absolute highway robbery. What he's getting away with. So if you make one dollar, if your household makes one dollar over one hundred and fifty thousand bucks, sorry, you're SOL. Even though the people that have a combined household of one fifty plus basically generated what ninety percent of state income tax, that's bullshit. <sighs> We're working already, are we? No, I'm just, I, I can't believe, I was just I saying, I can't believe Joe sure. didn't. Uh... I, I, uh, I'd like to start the show and get it over with as soon as possible. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like Kenny talking. <laughs> Gee whiz. What's happened to you, my friend? I've got no appetite for it. You aren't feeling it. <laughs> not feeling it. I'm not feeling it no more. Uh, Joe's not feeling it. Is the uh, 150 based on adjusted gross income? I've been trying to find that, but I can't find it anywhere. I'm, I'm assuming it must be, right? Wait a minute. Adjusted gross. You're so saying after, you know, run. what you end up being taxed on. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. You're in. Right. <laughs> what are the ads? You just have frat today. Yeah. It's a cool way to start a song. Are we live? <laughs> Can you hear that? Well, he, where is he? <laughs> no, not even in, not even in Oh, excuse me. What's, uh, what's on Joe's mind today that he's so, uh. He's got it right. It's Thursday. Oh, God. I know. Huh? Yeah. yeah. And the good news is Dan phoned me a ticket for Royce's thing tonight. Oh, man, you're so lucky. I was, I mean, either way, the only reason I wanted to go was just because it's Pat. But well, yeah, me too. I was and then I thought, staying home as well. Yeah. I first thought I should go. You know, it's, it's Pat. And then I went, no. Well, actually, this will be good because I got to get a date from St. Peter about the Tomball deal. Oh. It's, it's end of January here. And I got teams going, uh, are you having one this year? Well, that's a good point. Yeah, we're, we're, we're getting close. Well, he's the one that wanted to get going. Where is he? It'll go potty. What if he left? <laughs> <laughs> really Forever. not, really yeah. not feeling it. Chris, I sent you a timesheet already. Thanks. Just oh said God, it's Thursday. It's Thursday. It is. It is. Oh, look at that! Maybe Seventy-two Telecaster thin line. Holy moly! Oh yes. 
It will be mine. Isn't that what uh, Wayne's World guitar? You've seen know. Wayne's World, right? Yeah, seen I've seen Wayne's. So it's been a long time. The one that he gets the guy to get no. out of the case. How many ashes can he have? Two. And I have two. Well, get him out of the way. He's not going to be here long. <laughs> well, then sit down. Let's do the show. <laughs> Should I know who James Bay is? He's a singer, isn't he? Well, I'm assuming because the uh, the 72 Telecaster Thin Line I'm looking at is a James. John, uh, are you familiar? Kenny, you got Kenny. Kenny, you got to kill that music. I'm serious, please. John, are you familiar with the first verse of "Have a Cigar"? It's word for word whatever every sales manager and general manager has ever said to us. Well, no, I'm going to have to look. I'm going to make you a star. You're going to fly. You're never going to die. You're going to make it if you try. They're going to love you. We've always had a deep respect, and I mean that most sincere. (laughs) The band is fantastic. That is really what I think. By the way, way, which which one is pink? pink? (laughs) (laughs) That's just brilliant. Uh, Ready, Joe? (laughs) I'm, uh, I'm rolling. Fratelloni Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1007, January 26, 2023. 52 degrees was the record high on this day. That was 1931. And it was 26 below in 1897. And on this day, January, already you're doing that? In 2004, we had seven and a half inches of snow. Oh. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake. It's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Thanks, Tony. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushi. Let's go. I would imagine this would be true of many people, but Bert notes that uh, he and the wife... Uh, came up with about a half dozen extremely filthy and graphic names for snowplows. But, but here's the name we like the best. Moving down the road, removing snow truck. <laughs> okay. And for some uh, reason, the phrase too much free time pops into my head. Okay. I bet a lot of people came up with uh, tawdry names for the snowplows. I uh, I chose to ignore it. Social media was having a bit of fun with that yesterday. Oh, were they? Yeah, the one I liked was gonna go get plowed. Okay, that's not bad, but it's not really a name, that's just a phrase, right? Right, right. a uh, good friend of mine who's a very conservative lawyer once told me mm-hmm. <clears throat> that in a tax class, his professor said, Just remember, they can't take it all. And it seems it seems as though uh, we don't know that we quite literally are seeing maybe an attempt to take it all. <laughs> That's not funny, but in spite of a surplus, uh, Minnesotans will see their taxes increase, either in a payroll tax how or can, fees. How how can that be? Well, again, in the old days, these this was called a wish list budget, and you could maybe count on things getting whittled down through negotiation. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the chances for negotiating 
uh, slimming this down are are less than they used to be <clears throat> because of the uh, stranglehold the Mysterians have on all three branches, not, not all three branches, on, on the three houses of the, the governor, the legislator, never mind. The we Senate, the, the House, Senate, the and, House the and the governor. Uh, and they and I don't see that this is going to we're not going to see much relief in this. And the the people who paid the taxes will see no walls checks. Right. For the most part. And the people who paid the minimum or no tax at all will get will get a walls check. You know what? That's okay. No. That's okay. No. That's okay. No. Tar. Feather, rail, get out of town. Seriously, they these guys deserve a good solid beating. Is what they deserve. No, where's they the need pro? Joe, where's where's you know, the protest? They need a groin kick. Where's the protest? Where's the masses of people at the Capitol? Where's the uproar? Time out. How, why are we taking this? Why why is one fifty the magic number that deserves this? No, they deserve that in person, a running kick to the crotch. But look at how easy we are, the sheep are just saying, That's okay, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, Matthew. Where's the protest? Why are we taking this? Some of the tax and fee hikes would generate at least $1.1 billion combined in the next two years. That amount does not include the proposed payroll tax increase that would kick in during the following budget and generate an estimated more than $1 billion a year. My God. My God. What has become of us? Why do we allow this? Well, we're complacent. You know, this this idea of, of leaving the state and, and settling down elsewhere uh, really would... I can understand how that would be a, ter- a terribly appealing and doable for people who could make that happen. But they know that most people cannot make that happen. Right. Well, here's the thing, though, Kenny. Most residents, you're right, probably can't afford to do that. However, businesses can. And that's the effect that we're going to see, especially as it relates to businesses inside of the metro area. There goes job loss. There's right. job loss right there. I mean, we've already seen that happen because of the pandemic, because of crime, and it's going to keep continuing to spike. Boy, have I been reading some eye-opening things about uh, the vaccines and COVID. Here we go. I'm not going to go into it. Oh. uh, But it's been based on conversations Brett Weinstein had with Joe Rogan. And I'm sure the euphorians recoil in horror at the mention of those two names. Uh, but I, I would recommend that John Hyde in particular read it. Uh, Brett Weinstein is a very gifted uh, scientist. He's not a crackpot. I certainly wouldn't single John out for this. Oh, I want John. I, 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 I did a bunch every, of research the other I day. I so. think everybody should read it, no matter which side you're on. Man, after life. After our conversation the other day. It's unnerving to read it, isn't it? It's unnerving. I like to get most of my vaccine updates from Twitter. Yeah, I'm afraid. I'm afraid (laughs) you do. Let's get back to the topic at hand, which is uh, a real strange tax situation in Minnesota. Uh, And I, I 
clearly now can understand <clears throat> that people who are able to, I not only would say would move, they should. If they want to enjoy a, a life of more autonomy and freedom that they have here, uh, this has become a very unique state. Uh, what state would you trade it for? I, I Well, I live in Wyoming. I know you're a Wyoming guy. <laughs> yeah. but what's... I don't know. That's up to individuals. But individuals who look at how we're being governed, I, I can't blame them a bit if they would decide to say, this is not working out. Uh, I'm getting taxed. I'm getting nickel and dime to death everywhere I turn. And it's done. In, and what makes it so unique is that there is a public face of cheerfulness about it. Yeah. There's there's a public face of acceptance about it. There you you ask Kenny, we've asked this on the show. Why aren't we forming groups of of why aren't we becoming our own activists? And the best answer we've come up with is that because those of us who should form our own group of activism are working. Number well, one. I, you know, and, and, and so if you complain, you are flying in the face of this public mask of cheerfulness. I, I doubt it. I doubt very much that Walls is hearing much grief about this. Oh, in his inner circle? He's, he's surrounded. He's surrounded by like-minded thieves. And I don't say thief lightly. Uh, some of this stuff might be even too much for the thieves. <laughs> this is amazing. It's just amazing. A guy's got $18 billion surplus and he's figuring out a way to raise taxes. And the lies we've been told are incredible. There's no such thing as a fully funded education. And he can use as a definition, well, until we have the same outcomes for all students in a classroom, uh, that would be fully funded education. Well, you, But you can't buy that. You can't buy a kid passing his math test. Right. You can't buy that. You can't buy a kid getting to grade level reading. You can't purchase that. The, there's been too many generations and too much ease that has taken parents off the hook for raising their own children, even down to the fact now where we're going to feed everybody in schools. Right. Jacob is part of the Garage Logic Town Council. Yeah. And Kenny, he's answering your question why are we not protesting? Yeah. All the people that have reason to protest are busy at work. I think I just said that. I know. I'm yeah. just saying that here's a guy that's listening. Here's a well, guy. I know. You know, we'll survive. We've survived in the past. Oh, we'll will we? Again. I will don't we? know, though, Joe. When will we reach the point where we won't survive? What would, See, de you're, what would you're, define not survive? You're complacent in this. You're going along with this. Well, you, of all, out, of all people, should be outraged and raising your voice the loudest. It shouldn't be meatheads like me. It should be you. I think I have been. So let's break it down. Bust it. How will you define... Everybody. I know you are. How will, <laughs> how will you define not surviving this? Can't pay the bills. Uh, can't put food on my family. And can't could, make a car payment. Can you point to not making a car payment because of your tax burden? One paycheck missed. And it's all over. And that's the majority of us, Joe. And how and how would that boy, am I really playing devil's advocate? Yeah, what are you on yeah. their team? <laughs> no, I'm trying to introduce a note of sanity to a state that is completely insane. So 
how much of a tax burden on each paycheck would prevent you from making a car payment? Not you, I'm saying you rhetorically. One cent more. An eighth of a cent if I lived in the metro. That's another thing Walls wants. So that really sends a signal that St. Paul will get its wish to raise the sales tax. Uh, Walls also wants a metro-wide sales tax increase. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to pay for that Popeye? light rail. Is this Popeye? There's a breathing tax. There's a blinking tax. The thing too with the one hundred and fifty thousand dollar threshold is the fact that people that earn more than that basically made up of ninety percent of the income tax accrued. Right? We can all be in agreement with that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of those people that let's say they made one hundred and sixty as a household. Well, a lot of people that were doing that picked up other part-time jobs and other ways to supplement their income because of how freaking expensive it has become to live in this goddamn state. Yeah, I can't afford a car. That's okay. We've got light rail. Take the bus, yeah. loser. Where someone's taking a crap on the West Line. Okay, awesome. I can't wait to get Tapping on that a thing. Vein. Where did I just see a video of some behavior in the... So that's the one I'm referring to. Yeah, it's just dreadful. Guy is actually taking a dump on the light rail. I didn't see that thing. Oh, that's what I thought you were referring to. No, I saw a woman confronting a a guy guy. that was tweaking out because he was drugged up. Thank God that new eighth of a cent uh, sales tax in the seven county metro is going to pay for that $2.7 billion boondoggle known as the Southwest Light Rail Line. Here's here's where the the activism could, could find a direction. It's very easy, it strikes me, to point out that the lives of Minnesotans are not better as a result of this political ideology. Our lives are not improved. Uh, To break that down, we are told that our lives are improved by the... uh, ubiquitous availability of public transportation, most notably light rail, Mm -hmm. only to have it be discovered that light rail has been home to a criminal element that exists because your same progressive ideologies has been too easy on crime. Mm -hmm. So we have so many quality of life problems that that I personally, I can point to every one of them as a result of a liberal ideology that's gone off the rails. And our quality of life issues are not improving. Our roads aren't improving. Our safety's not improving. Our access to the public transportation uh, might be uh, easy, but you don't want to be on it. Your cost of living is not improved. You can't take your kids on that unless you're packing. <laughs> and even then, it's not worth it. Well, I, you know, Walls, I can't, you can't blame Walls for the price of eggs. No, well, they've gone up Biden. from $1.69 to $4.99. Or $7, depending on where you shop. Eggs are still a great, you can do so much with eggs. We're not doing a food segment. $7 a dozen. 
suck it. No, you're buying the you're buying eggline. You just got to get regular eggs. Okay. Do you even shop? Do you have any idea what a dozen eggs cost? Yeah. Yeah, not at Jimmy's Club. I mean at a regular I went to Aldi store. last night. Yeah, we're yeah. distracted. But why? Here. No, I'll go with eggs. Why are eggs so expensive? Uh, I don't chickens know. are still laying as the same number of eggs, aren't they? Uh, chicken feed. That's costly, no. Yes. Okay, and that would be because the components of it are more expensive because of a shortage of it mm-hmm. and transportation problems? Before What's I go it? any further, I was reading about this last weekend. Hang on. What's in chicken feed? I'm going to... I didn't mean for you to completely there is, stop. No, but there is a there's a reason. There's a reason it went from one sixty nine for a dozen eggs to last night at Aldi. I think they were four sixty nine, and that's okay with you. What right? I, I you know, and everybody knows I don't shop. Let's let's point out that the mayor's a moron. But, <laughs> so I don't know what eggs cost say two years ago. One six dollar fifty. No. One sixty nine. Matt, Matt's on it. He knows dollar sixty nine for twelve eggs. Yeah, a dozen uh, two years ago. Uh, six months ago. Okay, and they're yeah. now that same twelve costs what? Uh, four fifty. Then they're in four dollar range. That's or a damn near to, three three to four hundred percent increase. Or if you go to a smaller grocery store in a rural area, they're even more. Right. You've got to go to Walmart and places like that to get those prices. It's a combination of uh, chicken feed prices, avian flu, and consumer demand, basically in a nutshell. Are, and so consumers are demanding more eggs than usual? They also cite the holiday season because of a lot of people buying them for baking purposes. Well, we and, had a holiday season two years ago. Right, but it didn't have the same perfect storm that we have right now. Mm-hmm. Well, that perfect storm has certainly been used conveniently by the political class to account say, for virtually everything. I'll say a lot of which they've created. Did you see where uh, parking is going to be only on one side of the street, Minneapolis? <laughs> Unbelievable. Got that in the news, yep. Yeah. And I'm glad you do, John, And but I'll still ask the question. I, apparently, you're going to be forbidden to park on the even side of the street between now and April. Is that correct? <laughs> okay. I, well, I My sympathies are extended to these people. Where are they going to park? Right. Where do they go? Did well, you? This happens a lot. I know it does, yeah, but I'm just, yeah. I'm just wondering. Everybody parks on one side and down on the ends of the blocks. So, John, and, do you have the quote? Oh, sorry, it, it's a hike to your car. Do you, do you have the quote from the uh, the? Is it the? Uh, what's her name? Uh, she she was speaking this. Narrow it down for me. Sorry, she she basically said you just have to talk to your neighbors. Is what her? <laughs> oh, I didn't, no, I didn't see that. Kelleher. Yes, thank you, thank yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> just talk to your neighbors talk and figure neighbors. it out. She is the Minneapolis Public Works director. Thank you. Yes. Well, she time. was in St. Paul. I think she has a public works. No, no. She went from that, she, um, she Coleman. It's, didn't Coleman yank her out of some position and make her public works director? And this poor Kershaw of, guy that we got now, he doesn't know if he's on foot or horseback. He's probably never shoveled a sidewalk. <laughs> and he, but to his credit, he is out front taking the heat. He stands there and takes it. What's her first name? Um, Margaret. Margaret, Margaret Kelleher. Margaret Anderson. Wasn't she city council president? Uh, she And then was. she got bumped. I don't know if it was for does, more money or what, does, but she got bumped out of that. And the next thing you know, she landed on her feet because these people are incestuous. 
She landed on her feet as the public works director. Minneapolis yeah. Department of Public Works, former commissioner of the Minnesota of MnDOT, former member of the House of Reps, a member of the DFL party. Uh, but that's her current condition. She, yeah, but she was in St. Paul in some capacity. All right. Look, why does that matter? Yeah, she's living proof that you don't have to know anything. You just have to be able to spew bullshit. Bingo. Yeah, but I, I guess I was trying to defend her because she was spewing no, some. Why? Well, because she her. was spewing some BS and BS as an S based on some experience she had in that field. Oh, where man. your current guy Kershaw, the poor guy was the was with the Wilder Foundation. He does knows no more about shoveling a sidewalk than the man in the moon. I need you to get more angry, Such. You're not you know angry what? enough for me. It's very ironic. I'm trying to lead a life right now. I know you are. Where, I know. where I've been advised to not take on the world's problems. You are trying to be our friend, Katie Lowry from St. Paul. <laughs> oh, good no, point. I'm not that bad. I've got the letter you right have. here. Yeah. Your, your well, Katie's paying $12 a year in property taxes. Here we go. How, Katie would say you can't park on the even side of the street. You get to talk to your neighbors more. Well, oh. but, you know, Katie, uh, Katie, God love you. We sure wish we could have talked to you, but we, we put out the word. And I think it tells something about who GLers are. No one yeah, knows this get person. <laughs> we couldn't reach this person. I see nothing about her in St. Paul. She, oh, gee, she, we're talking about Margaret, right? Anderson yeah, Margaret Keller. Kelleher was, she was a, Speaker of the House years ago. Right, right but she also Minnesota. had some function in St. Paul where she ended up Director hmm. of Public Works. Well, she's she permanently was, on that. Unless I'm rail. thinking of someone else, which is entirely possible. I, I, no, I, in the back of my head, I know what you're saying, but yeah. I'm on her Wikipedia page and I don't see anything. You see no history of her serving in some role in St. Paul? No. I'm thinking of somebody <laughs> else then. I apologize. If, you were if you're offended. If you're offended, yeah. Thank you. Wait, what? What is this? Do you have Do you have the Star Tribune? I do. Piece open. It's uh, right here in front of me. The bump, A8. Car I can, tab I fees. I can turn to page A8. Car tab car, fees, yeah. Car tab fees. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Are they going oh, on? Oh, my God. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. I yeah. got it right here. Yeah. Beginning on Jan 1, 2024, Walls proposed bumping the first year of registration taxes to 160% of the manufacturer's suggested retail price of the car. In the next year, he proposed a tax of 100%, which, by the way, is where it is now, dropping 10 percentage points each year to 20%. The minimum, if it's over 10 years old, $30. The increase would bring an additional $286 million over the next biennium. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money, and it's, it doesn't seem like it is. Uh, representatives at the conclusion of her term in 2011. Uh, You're talking I, about Keller. Yeah, she left the House of Representatives at the conclusion of her term in 2011, re-entered politics when she ran for the DL nomination uh, to the U.S. House of Representatives in the 5th Congressional District, losing to Ilhan Omar. Right. Since 2019, has worked in transportation management Roles for the government, first as commissioner of MnDOT and later as director of public works for the city of Minneapolis. Okay, I, I don't know where I got that in my head that she was uh, <clears throat> had something to do with uh, Chris Coleman appointing her. I, I'm totally wrong about that. I guess I don't know who I'm thinking about. Were you thinking of Callahan? No. Oh. 
I have not driven on residential Minneapolis streets lately. Are they as bad as St. Paul? I just did yes. it on my way here. It's a gong show. All right. But it's rutted and, and what have you. There was a guy trying to back up and and back into a spot. And the, yeah. the middle portion. Yeah, you can't get out of the rut. You can't even get out of it. He couldn't. No. And it had a front-wheel drive vehicle. He no. was just spinning. After I left the show yesterday, I talked to a source who I will... Uh, continue to have nameless uh, retired snowplow driver in St. Paul. He said one of the principal problems is that as recently as two or three years ago, there were 80 plows in the city proper. Mm. There are now 55. <laughs> and and there's a shortage of drivers. Mm. And oh, what God. they used to do is they would, uh, in times of serious problems, they'd bring out other people to help drive the trucks. And I said, what do you mean by other people? And he would say, well, sewer people or this or that. Sure. People who ostensibly had some knowledge of a truck and a street. Yeah. And, and he said, that's not happening as much as it used to. So uh, the what I took from our conversation was that uh, as much as I'm going to continue to not blame the literally the plow driver, it's not his or her fault. It's administration. It's administration yeah. has, and then this gets back to what I've insisted, that these kinds, of, there's no there's no glamour for the modern politician to worry about streets. The glamour comes from equity. being the vice president of inclusive excellence and the, and the head of equity and sustainability culture. And that's where the glamour is, they think. There is no glamour in making sure a street light works or a street is plowed. That's not glamorous. That's hard work. Whereas these meaningless cabinet positions are absolutely not hard work at all because they they're never measured for what the wor what work they accomplish. But, you know, and what do they do? What's their day-to-day They don't -day do work? anything. They're playing office. Yes. So Positive Thursday, yeah. you, you had 80 snow plows. Yeah. Now you have 55. That's less snow plows you spewing. have to name. That's less spewing. <laughs> no, he's oh. talking city plows. That's a real stretch, Reavers. I was trying. You better take your break. <laughs> okay, sorry. <laughs>
Jesus, I'm pissed off. Well, we everybody should be. This is a freaking outrage. I don't know if I'm at that level. I'm I'm concerned. Oh, my level is concerned. I, I think yeah. You with me, John? Me, me and Rook are concerned. I mean, the Grand Canyon is awesome. You know, <laughs> getting your food on time is not awesome. Oh, my kid gets mad when I say that. Joe, are you ready, or do you need need a minute? Just let me find this quote. Okay. Oh, the uh, Pioneer Press website is so oh, bad. Oh, my God, it's, it's awful. It's very Just difficult. the worst. Can I talk to somebody at your office when you go in? You know what? You oh, really should. It? Because I was talking to somebody about that very thing, and it's very inexpensive for a newspaper to maintain. In the grand scheme of things, very inexpensive for a newspaper to maintain a really good website. You're all making the uh, assumption, assumption that, that I'd, I'd know where it is. <laughs> and just for the $150,000 threshold... 74% of Minnesotans make $150,000. Households. Households. Yeah. yeah, not, yeah, households. So this is going to 25% of the population, the tax-paying population. That didn't, that didn't pay. But again, I don't think that's adjusted gross income. That's the no, question that's not, I keep having. So no, you're, you're going right. to have you're, more than or less than the 74%. True. You're going to go to your tax guy. He's going to knock it down to 130 Yeah. And yeah. that would probably be you got you know, a bad 80%. tax guy. You better go to somebody else. They can knock more than twenty grand off that. But you have to agree, though, Johnny. It is still an outrage, isn't it? That they even set a, a, an amount. Uh, yeah, well, I yeah, I don't care Whoa. for huh? the way any of this is set up. I mean, that, reading that story this morning was like I I don't get angry like Kenny, but I mean, I was reading it going, "What the hell? This is stupid as hell." I've got a job to do, so you know. Yeah, well, we're we're, we're and, you know, eleven. We ready? Well, it's odd that Kenny <laughs> turned it up to eleven, and I'm about six. That's ten louder, isn't it? It's all those goddamn gummy bears you've been eating lately. I wouldn't touch one gummy of those with bears. your mouth. We ready? With my mouth. <laughs> I'm rolling. Yeah, just seven. So. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 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 Huh? yep. Sometimes I forget we're on break. I do too. Yeah, that's we right. just kind of keep doing the it's show. Like hurting cats. <laughs> shows one. If you don't want to miss, you can sign up for. I love this garage logic town. Concert. Here's a guy that wouldn't eat a gummy bear with Kenny's mouth. That's right, <laughs> Joe Suchere. Uh, GLers, you have today, tomorrow, Monday, and Tuesday, and thus ends the great winter whiteout sale at Maple Grove Lock and Safe. Rich is making sure. It'll be a white January with a big, big sale. Centurion USA Colonial Safes. They're the white gloss safes all on sale at Liberty Safes. A made in the USA transferable lifetime warranties. That's a big deal. Best fire protection in the business. That's probably the big, biggest deal. And us all uh, being adults, we always ask for the professional delivery and installation. Rich can give us that. The numbers. Three hundred dollars. You're going to save three hundred dollars on the Centurion Twenty Four. Three twenty nine on the USA Thirty Six. I think you know you're thinking that's pretty good. Save seven hundred ninety five dollars on the Colonial Fifty. Ding ding ding. That's the winner. It's all during the winter whiteout sale. Today, tomorrow, Monday, Tuesday, and then it's all over with. You got to hook up with Rich, the owner of Maple Grove Lock and Safe. He's going to make sure you go happy. You can visit him in his shop, 6901 East Fish Lake Road, Maple Grove. And you can see all the details right there on the website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Child care credit under the Walls proposal. More Minnesotans would qualify for help with child care costs under this credit expansion. It raises the income threshold 
at which the credit starts to phase out from the current level of $55,300 to $200,000 for a married couple. Walz's administration estimated the changes would boost how much families save from the credit on average from $500 to $1,500. I mean, you can get child care credit if you make two hundred grand a year. That, that, seems, that seems very charitable to me. Is that, is, that a, is that a standard deduction? I don't know. How I much your family gets phases out the married couple earns more than fifty thousand? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I can't answer it. Let the me revisit. Level. Let me revisit what what Kenny was reading. Car tab fees. Minnesota law imposes a tax of ten bucks plus one point two eight five percent of the base value of passenger vehicles, adjusted by a percentage based on the age of the vehicle. All right. It's 100% the first year and declines 10 percentage points. I don't want to read it. I can't. No, keep it. going. Keep All going. Because right. that affects us. Yeah. The flat this... tax for vehicles over 10 years old and the minimum tax for all vehicles is 35 bucks. So if I got a 10 year old car, yeah. it could be a 10 year old Rolls Royce. Yeah. But I'm yes. paying 35 bucks. <clears throat> yep. Nothing wrong with that. All right. 2004 Honda Pilot, 35 35 bucks. bucks. Yep. Beginning on Jan 1, 2024, Walls proposed bumping the first year of registration to 160% of the manufacturer's suggested retail price of the what? car. What? Stop, stop. Okay, that's not what you paid. That's 160% of the manufacturer's suggested price. Okay, this is math. Not what you paid. This is math. I won't do it. Does that mean... <laughs> Okay, a car you paid forty thousand dollars. The the window sticker on your car was forty thousand dollars. Calculator out. What's a hundred? So I'm supposed to calculate what's one hundred and sixty percent of forty thousand dollars? Correct. I I would not know how to do that without sending us into an hour long delay. One hundred sixty percent is of eighty sixty four thousand. No. No. Yeah. I'm not paying sixty four thousand dollars. No, that's tabs. That's the value. Yeah, that's 160% of 40000 That's what That's what they're saying the value of your car is. The you, MSRP. The, they're saying the MSRP is forty grand. Yeah, but they want to tax you on the MSRP at 160%, which would be sixty four grand. You didn't pay sixty four. Well, I, I there's no car on the lot that is going that would be sold to me for forty grand if it has a window sticker of sixty four. Okay, so you, let's take the sixty four thousand. And how are they finding what they're going to tax you on? So we're at sixty four grand, and now what percentage are they going to tax you for those tabs? Because that's what they're saying. Are they going to tax you on the difference between forty and sixty four? I don't think so. I think they're going to say. You have to pay your tabs taxes at based on the sixty four thousand dollar price, whether it's five percent, two percent. I don't know what right, let, let me let me address something about this that I that I'm comfortable knowing. I can be corrected too, by the way. I, that I'm comfortable knowing. Walls strikes me as a fellow who didn't come up with this. For sure, somebody came to Walls. I, I think what they're I think they're having a almost a, a festival of spending at the state. No, not almost. They're having a festival of spending. Mm-hmm. They're dreaming up ways to spend yes. more and more and more money. So somebody got to walls or somebody got to a person who can get to walls and said, let's throw in these new license uh, fees. 
And so they come up with this, whatever that equation is again. Minnesota law imposes a tax of 10 bucks plus 1.285% on the base value of passenger vehicles. Okay. What, what is that percentage? One point. It's a tax of 10 bucks plus 1.2% of the base value of the vehicle. 1.2%. Adjusted by the age of the vehicle. It's 100% the first year and declines to 10 uh, 10 percentage points each year until it hits 10%. The flat tax for vehicles over 10 years old and the minimum tax for all vehicles is 35 bucks. Let me stop right there. It really would behoove Minnesotans to drive 10-year-old cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's little incentive if you're minding your budget. There's little incentive for the Minnesota family to run out and buy a $65,000 minivan. Okay, so... When, it, that, when <clears throat> the same minivan at 10 years old, they'll only pay 35 bucks a year on. Right. This number is sixty four thousand. So what they charge is ten bucks plus one point two percent of uh, the MSRP. That would be seven hundred sixty eight dollars. Walls proposed bumping the first year of registration to one hundred and sixty percent of the MSRP. Okay, that's where we get forty thousand dollar car is uh, priced out at sixty four thousand. So tabs now are ten bucks. Plus one point two percent of that sixty four thousand, which comes out to be well seven seventy eight. With that sounds bucks. about right, and and it doesn't matter what you paid for it; it matters what the value right. is on it. So if you somehow were lucky enough to you get a, deal. A, a ten thousand dollar car from a relative for a hundred bucks. You're paying taxes on that ten thousand, right? Not the hundred dollars. Right. And and to prove that that's correct, when you get in your um, tab thing, yeah, it says on there what the value of your car is, right? So the 03 or 08 Volkswagen is worth you know twenty eight thousand dollars or whatever it is. Does the value go down if you have a hole in the gas tank? No. Yes. But the uh, not not, if you, not not if your wall. No, you know what? That's paper. a that's a legitimate question, Chris. Because if you get a vehicle that's not running at all, not on the road, but if you put ten grand into it, what am I saying? It, it, it doesn't matter it doesn't if it's the running. Value. Right. It, it doesn't matter if it's running. It, it's the value. Right. It matters for your cylinder index. But here, you know, maybe I'm missing the point here. We just had a, correct me if I'm wrong, we had an $18 billion surplus, right? That's correct. Why is anything freaking going up, including well, tabs? We were all Chris, in agreement. There. That's where my outrage lies. Why is anything this, going up in price? screaming headline. What's that headline say today? New taxes. Yeah. Yeah. Do Despite the budget. The, what the hell the is going surplus. on? Right. Where's the outrage? I told you the other day that... I thought it was somewhat ironic. I was having a conversation with a guy. I was walking and he was walking his dog. He recognized me and I knew who he was. And we had this chat and we both know women who've been carjacked and we were standing on a street that couldn't be driven on. All right. It was just kind of an ironic setup, but I, the neighborhood I happened to be in was uniformly 
uh, voting for walls. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, then they must not care about this. They or, must. They must believe this is all reasonable. Or are they paying attention? Seriously, the, the guy I talked to is, and he's still going to vote. I don't know that DFL he. Per, I don't know ticket. that he personally. I don't know his politics. All right. But I did say to him, "Are you going to run for office?" And he said, "I'm working on it." Hans is a money guy talking about uh, tabs. Yeah. Based on forty thousand dollar MSRP, my calculations say it would be about seven hundred and seventy eight dollars. Well, rookie was right. That's yeah. What? Yeah. Say that again. Your initial fees are going to be seven seven. No, he wanted you to say the part about him being right. Yeah, rookie was right. Thank okay. You. Yeah. <laughs> I don't hear it off enough. But I think wow. about that though. So for ten years, eight hundred dollars for, for ten years. Tabs. They, they're 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 manu they're what they're ballooning the value of this if this proposal goes through. Meanwhile, if they leave it at forty. Uh, thousand. It's still one point two percent. What a joke! And suits you just recommended everybody drive ten year old cars or, or, uh, or older. Ironically, if you don't have the cash to buy a ten year old car, you have to go to your bank or your lender and get a loan. And, and the older the car, the higher, higher. the interest rate. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh huh. Plus maintenance. Plus. And then you've got to lean on a 15 to 20-year-old POS <laughs> that might not make it through the month. Let's come back with John. Hey, H. I know a guy that's got one for sale if you're interested. <laughs> I will come right through the screen. I had to. Kenny, I'm sorry. You mean-spirited creep. Man, I could, so, I could finally sell that Jag. Let's go. Everybody thinks about this problem at, at different levels. You're right. You're exactly right. Kenny would think about it from the level of, man, I'm paycheck to paycheck. Any more taxes, I would have trouble paying it. I don't know how John thinks about it. Rookie, you seem not to give a shit. Nope. Uh, <laughs> okay. And well, then, and the, dice. At, the level, at the level I think about it is, uh, I'm quite literally going to end up being house poor. It's going to take everything I've accumulated just to live in the city of St. Paul. Okay. I would say in the state of Minnesota, well, even the state of Minnesota, yeah. because they're their partner in crime. What's even worse is when you die, they're still going to take more. And you pay. No, I will, I'll never exceed the uh, state li- a limit. Are you sure about that, Jim? Yeah, I'm very sure. I'm very sure. At this rate? My, <laughs> yeah, at this rate? No, I won't. My anger today stems from the fact that right before we hooked up here, I I made a list of all the bills I'm paying tomorrow. You know, I'm getting the, it's the second paycheck of the month. So we do pretty good on that paycheck. And uh, after all my bills, I'm going to have 300 bucks left in my name. And, and a lot um, of people listening said, holy man, you at least got 300 bucks left. Exactly. That was my yeah. next sentence. Yeah. Yep. Because uh, a lot of people, it's, it'll put them in the hole. Yep. You know, but that's paying every bill that's due right now, not stretching those bills out, you know. So I'm lucky enough to where I can actually pay my bills. But it's a break-even lifestyle I'm living. You know, thank God you have equity in the home, but then, you know, we're going to. What good does it do you? Right. Right. I can't believe my kids. I just can't believe that they they can't see this. Oh, it's not me. I got it. I got it. No, nope, oh. another telemarketer. Hold on, folks. Oh. 
Hello, I'm not paying. Hello, this is Jim Rockford at the time of the tone. Please leave your name and number. Hello, this is Dr. Westboro. You've blown through Hello? three root canal appointments. You're done in this office. Hello, hi. hi. I would like to invite you hi. to go straight to hell. <laughs> Yes, sir. Kenny, can I use that for you, too? Why don't you turn it on to the silent thing? Ross did it yesterday. Oh, he did? Damn it. Yeah, <laughs> he did. I did. It's silent. Oh. Hello? Kenny, who's your provider? It's not T-Mobile, is it? Because you can get a block for all those. It's Verizon. I love that feature on T-Mobile. Let's go. Too. Let's go. Who's ready? got something? Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Uh, John, same thing today. Air Mechanical. Please. Air Mechanical, sure. Here we go. Joe, are you ready? Yeah. Are we going? Uh, where are we going? There we go. It's the end Where's of the world the as we know it. Yeah. He feels fine. Joe Suchere. Here's John Height. Thank you, Joe. This news is brought to you by Air Mechanical. And while you can afford it in the state of Minnesota, Air Mechanical has been serving the Twin Cities since 1985 for everything. Heating, cooling, plumbing, electrical needs. They're going to help you also with drain cleaning, duct cleaning, and indoor air quality. Serving the entire metro area from general maintenance to full install, they're going to take care of you. Furnace installs, boilers, heat pumps, garage heaters, and more. Air Mechanical employs top trained tradespeople in the state of Minnesota, and they operate with full integrity. They do things the right way, not the easy way. Their Total Solutions membership is like having Air Mechanical on retainer. Keep all of your home maintenance needs in one comprehensive membership. Select one tune-up a year and enjoy benefits like discounted maintenance, repair, service, and equipment costs. Catch problems before they arise and keep your home's mechanicals running smoothly. We'd love it if you gave Air Mechanical a shout for any heating, cooling, plumbing, or electrical needs. Call or book online at thinkami.com. Joe, that's thinkami.com. Johnny? Duct. Duct. What did I say? Do they clean uh, geese when they clean those ducks? What? Clean fish? John Height. Thank you, Joe. In news, a follow-up to a story we had the other day and uh, the day before, too. After a plan to demolish one of St. Paul's oldest buildings was put on hold, city leaders have now approved funding to move the structure. On Wednesday, the St. Paul City Council approved $84,000 to disassemble the historic Justice Ramsey Stone House so it can be moved to another location. Attorney Donald Kohler, who owns the lot where the home would be moved, says he plans to restore the home and use it as a home office for his law firm. In the back, you have a question? Well, as long as you brought this up, uh, yeah. this is a very it's becoming a very interesting story, uh, starting with the fact that essentially public money is going to be used to preserve this house for a private purposes. That's uh, correct. Right. Second. Yes. Uh, Jane Prince, who I've always counted on as being the sane one mm -hmm. in, in, on the city yep. council. I even emailed her this morning and said, I used to count on you as the sane one. Uh, <laughs> did you read her quotes about why it's important to say, and I don't care either way if we save this house or not. Did you read her uh, quotes on why we should save the Justice Ramsey house? I did quote? not see those. Well, because in the early days, many uh, freed slaves lived there. And uh, uh, porters from the railroad lived there. Okay. And according to the 1940 census, there may have been a same-sex couple who lived what? there. So uh, this is the founding 
of the LGBTQMPCIAD no. plus minus community. No. No. She actually no. said that. No, I think there were lesbians how, and gay how, people there, prior to that. And, and, Who yeah, went there to were, the census to find this out. Yeah, and and, and that before, was not, before the 1940s, there were plenty of gay couples. So no, she's she's that. goofy as hell. But just uh, sorry, Jane. Jane, what the oh, god? What happened? What happened? What happened? So she's what? basically saying it's a symbol of some type. Oh, it's a damn near a national monument to to uh, the LGBTQRMCPTFG. Oh, these people are absurd. But hmm. who built it? I don't know. Ramsey, probably uh, Ramsey for his brother. Yeah, to and, live there. And I thought, I thought we were supposed to not like Ramsey. Right. In other news, Minneapolis. So you were more <laughs> outraged about that than you were about the previous topic. How outraged uh, do you want me to get? I want you at 12. Uh, hell of a lot more. Than I'd like you to start throwing stuff, Joe. Just no, throw I, it. I don't. He's too close to me. Throw it at Chris, then hit Rook in the head with something. I'm yep. trying to lead a different life. Why oh, boy. You do Could you at least help? use some salty language? No, it would I make will. us feel better. No, I will not. Well, shucks, Kenny. Damn it. Gee whiz, Joe. <laughs> Minneapolis will institute, as you said earlier, Joe, one-sided parking for most residential side streets starting tonight. Officials say they need restrictions to make sure emergency vehicles and school buses can get through streets that have become more narrow because of all the snow. St. Paul, which tends to have a little wider streets, not declaring any citywide restrictions. Uh, I'll go through these. Uh, here's the new rules, which start at 9 o'clock tonight. On streets that are not snow emergency routes, parking will be banned on the even-numbered side. There's no change to parking on the odd-numbered side. Some other narrow streets might have additional temporary restriction, uh, restrictions, and they will mark those with signs so you'll know what's going on. Uh, violators could be ticketed, towed to the city impound lot. On snow emergency routes, parking is allowed on both sides, unless a snow emergency is declared in the meantime. If they do declare a snow emergency, those special rules will be suspended and regular snow emergency restrictions will be in place. This is going to result in fisticuffs. Oh, yeah. Oh, it always results in anger and yelling yeah. and shout. Oh, it was it was a daily occurrence on my block. Mm -hmm. You know, the uh, the route in took me on some city streets, and I almost did it just to get a little glimpse. Sure. And there was one guy parked. You know, because he's afraid of getting sideswiped by the single lane traffic that's allowed to go down the main street. Mm -hmm. And he was parked like Bo Duke, you know, going on his side wheels, <laughs> basically with his up, his right hand side of the oh, vehicle up in the that, air. see that a lot oh, in South Minneapolis. I couldn't yeah. can you, it. Can you park? I bet you can't. Can you park in your own yard? You're not supposed to. But I bet we that all, violates an ordinance. We I'm all sure. do in the winter mm -hmm. uh, because the city inspectors seem to leave you alone. Uh, but you can't pull that crap in the summer. No, only if it's a state fair. Then right, you can right, charge right, people the price. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, right. The suspect accused of shooting a White Bear Lake police officer Tuesday night has a long history of police encounters, along with serious mental issues, according to court records. 33-year-old Daniel Holmgren taken into custody early Wednesday morning after an hours-long standoff with police. Authorities say officers are trying to arrest him on an outstanding felony domestic assault warrant. It's connected to charges stemming from a 2021 incident that happened in the same apartment complex. 
According to the complaint, Holmgren's mother came home from work because she was concerned and fearful of his behavior back in March of 2021. When she got there, he shoved her out of the apartment and called 911. Officers found Holmgren in the hallway where they wrote he was very hostile, referencing guns and shooting officers. At that point, they found a folding knife in his pocket and a large machete in his room. That case has been on hold, though, for the last two years. Court records reveal Holmgren has been found incompetent to stand trial due to a mental illness, and the case cannot move forward until he's found competent. In an issue first highlighted by five investigates, our friends down in Channel 5, hundreds of people like Daniel Holmgren are falling through a gap in Minnesota's criminal justice system. More on that in just a minute. Holmgren currently under a civil commitment order. Last summer, his family petitioned the court to keep him in court-ordered treatment. The officer, by the way, uh, should be okay after that shooting john question um so while we're awaiting to find out if he's competent or not where is he he's not out on the loose is no he's no no he's uh, under under civil commitment yeah have any of you followed the story of the six-year-old who shot his teacher and she's she's now suing the school this is in newport news virginia uh, I, I have that a little later. If, if oh, you then want, I'll wait to comment until you have it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'm assuming just the follow-up from yesterday, right? That's yeah. what you're talking about. Yep. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, what I uh, referenced in the last story, a class action lawsuit accusing the Minnesota Department of Human Services of violating the constitutional rights of dozens of people who spent weeks and months in county jails instead of getting mental health treatment in state hospitals. O'Shea Chairs is the one named party in the complaint, spent 49 days in jail last year after a judge found him incompetent to stand trial in his criminal case and ordered him to treatment at a state-run facility. Minnesota law gives DHS 48 hours to get someone out of a jail after a civil commitment. This took 49 days. Instead, lawyers say Charles remained in jail for seven more weeks, denied his mental health medications, and kept in a suicide unit. Lawsuit also includes details of several other alleged violations of the state's 48-hour law uncovered by Five Eyewitness News. DHS declined an interview request as part of that story, but in a written statement said it's preparing to respond to the class action lawsuit once it's had time to review the issues raised. It's the 48-hour rule, but with people. Yeah. Well, that guy, he's been here forever. Unfortunately, it's the truth because the Department of Human Services is inept. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's a Walls problem, but he won't address it. Well, we probably have to raise taxes to get to the probably. problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> Russia said on Thursday it saw the promised delivery of those Western tanks to Ukraine as evidence of direct and growing U.S. and European involvement in the conflict. The Kremlin was reacting for the first time to the announcements by the U.S. and Germany that it would arm Ukraine with dozens of battle tanks in its fight against Russia. U.S. President Joe Biden said the tanks pose no offensive threat to Russia. They're only there for the defense of Ukrainians and to help Ukrainians improve their ability to maneuver in open terrain. Ukraine has been seeking hundreds of modern tanks to form what President Zelensky called a fist of freedom that could give its troops the firepower to break Russian defensive lines and reclaim occupied territory in the south and east. U.S. economy finished 2022 in solid shape, even as questions persist over whether growth will turn negative this year. Fourth quarter gross domestic product, the sum of all goods and services produced for the October to December period, rose at a 2.9 annualized pace, according to the Commerce Department's report this morning. Economists say that's a bit better than Dow Jones had expected. Stocks turned mixed after the report. Consumer spending, which accounts for about 68% of GDP, increased 2.1% for this period. Inflation ratings moved considerably lower 
to end the year after hitting 41-year highs in summer. Meanwhile, gas prices are moving up again. Prices peaked at a national average of 476 last summer, according to Patrick DeHaan, the head of Gas Buddy. Then some relief came in the later months of the year, but the cents began qu- uh, climbing again in January. The reason, he says, comes down to world events, extreme weather, and simple supply and demand economics. He said the Arctic blast that hit in late December had a pretty big impact on gas production. He said a lot of refineries all the way down into Texas suffered various issues related to cold weather. Typically, winter keeps demand at bay in the U.S., but that's been more than offset by a major jump in demand across the world as China reopened after the government ended its zero COVID restrictions. Uh, Governor Walls sent out a tweet two minutes ago. Mm Mm-hmm. A strong economic future for Minnesota means expanding access to affordable housing, building safer roads and bridges, and repairing critical water systems. Our 2023 infrastructure plan gets it done. No, it doesn't. For the low, low price of $3.3 billion. I I really have no problem with an infrastructure plan, but all that other stuff that we're spending money Thank you, on. John. <laughs> yeah. Well, 15% of that is housing and homelessness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Abigail Zwerner, as Joe said, the teacher who was shot by a six-year-old student in a classroom in Newport News, Virginia, earlier this month, intends to file a lawsuit against the school board, according to her lawyer, alleging the shooting could have been prevented by school administrators. An announcement came the same day that the school board voted to oust the district superintendent as parents and teachers called for accountability in the wake of the shooting. The Warner sustained a gunshot wound to the chest when the six-year-old brought a gun into a classroom at Richneck Elementary School and intentionally shot and wounded her. Lawyer revealed new details about the shootings yesterday, saying the administration had been warned four times that day by teachers and school employees about the student. There were three warnings from school employees about the gun and a warning from Zwerner about the student threatening to harm another child. The teacher's lawyer also revealed another teacher went into the classroom after she was shot and restrained the shooter until police got there. It all started at about 11.15 in the mornings. Zwerner went to a school administrator and told them the six-year-old had threatened to beat up another child that day. The administration didn't take any action at that point or remove the student. Then at 12.30, a teacher told a school administrator she looked in the six-year-old's backpack for a gun, told the administration she believed the boy put the gun in his pocket before going outside for recess. The administrator downplayed the report and responded that the boy has two little pockets to have a gun in them. Shortly after 1 o'clock, a third teacher told administrators another student who was scared and crying confessed the shooter showed him a gun at recess and threatened to shoot him if he told anyone. A fourth employee then asked the administrator for permission to search the boy, but was denied. Was told to wait the situation out because the school day was almost over. Wow. Uh, I don't understand the story. Uh, It was shot an hour later. She's now at home recovering. Yes. A, A parent apparently had to accompany this kid to school every day. Yeah. Well, wouldn't the parent have known that the kid had a gun? Not, Not if he popped no, in his backpack. No. Do we know what kind of firearm it was? That I, I do not say. know. I do not know. I just find it uh, a terrible indictment of these administrators. Um, Paralyzed the... by apathy, according yeah, to the right. attorney. Yeah. That's a shame. I don't understand how something like that could happen. And if the kid's so screwed up, the poor little guy, uh, why in the hell is he even in a school? 
I'm sorry, but you your okay, child this, is not fit for this school. The situation, though, is you, you don't know what kind of life. I'm not excusing him. But if he had access to a gun, that kind of shows the parental. My guess is it wasn't really a rock-solid foundation at home. Right. Yeah, that's illegal in itself. Uh, yeah, the thing's got to be locked up. Right. It was a 9-millimeter handgun, Kenny, if that does you any good. Yeah, they make those in uh, pretty small chassis these days. Yeah. You can can get them pretty small. Okay. In other news, 72-year-old gunman who sprayed bullets into a Southern California ballroom dance hall, killing 11 people, apparently had no known connection with the victims. According to investigators, they say they're still trying to figure out the motive. Before the shooting Saturday night, Hu Khan Tran parked a motorcycle just a block away from the ballroom in Monterey Park, which investigators think he had planned to use as a backup getaway vehicle. That, according to Los Angeles County Sheriff Robert Luna, Tran opened fire on a mostly elderly crowd of dancers at the Star Ballroom, killing 11 and wounding 9. Some reports had said Tran frequented the dance hall and fancied himself as an instructor, but the sheriff said that the man had not been there in at least five years and did not appear to target the victims specifically. After about 20 minutes of carnage in Monterey Park, he entered another dance hall about three and a half miles away. Uh, You've probably all seen the video where an employee confronted and disarmed him during a brief struggle. Tran later shot himself in the van where his body was found Sunday morning. Eating fatty foods like burgers and fried chicken can obviously lead to obesity, but maybe not in the way you may think. Researchers Mm. now say a high-fat diet and junk food rewires the brain. Mm. Reducing our ability. It's not a positive thing, Rook. Oh, it doesn't freshen it up. No, no, it's a bad thing, Rook. That reduces the ability of a person looking for the good. You're you're so optimistic. There is no positive to this story. I went from such a high to such a low right now in a matter of milliseconds. I'd sure like to hear what John has to say. It can reduce the brain's ability to regulate appetite and regulate calorie consumption. In other words, it just makes you keep shoveling stuff in. The discovery could open the door to an anti-obesity pill that targets neurons in the brain. Experiments in rats show that cells called astrocytes control a chemical pathway to the stomach. However, the study suggests that continuously gorging on fatty and sugary products can disrupt that link. And they're hoping they can come up uh, with a pill that would help with that. Did I ever tell you guys, I think I did, that I got a loaf of cranberry bread left on my windshield? You did? Mm-hmm. Here? Well, I was out for a walk, and I came back, and there was a loaf of cranberry bread on my car. Oh, I bet you chowed that down yeah. on the way home, didn't you? I ate every bit of it. Come on. It you you didn't know who it came no, from, and you ate it? Nope. And uh, it, it, the note said, I don't always agree with you, but I'm glad, something to the effect of, I'm glad you're writing, and blah, blah, blah. And hmm. I thought, oh, what the hell? And may I you might try on it. this cranberry bread. Yeah. That's nice. Okay, nice. That's positive. It was around Thanksgiving. Okay. Joe, I know, would have grabbed that thing and tossed it like a football into somebody's yard and been on on his way. I don't know why I caught him on a good day about it. I, I, everything anybody's ever trying to give you with food, whether it's in that studio or at the state fair or wherever, I'm not eating anything. Even if it's a brand name wrapped package, you won't touch it. I know. I don't, I can't account for my behavior. I'm not about the food, but uh, listeners out there, keep the booze coming, okay? <laughs> Jesus. Joe, perhaps you said, you know, you're trying to change, so maybe, you know, 
It's all part of that, huh? Maybe. Hmm. <laughs> We're just going to have to start calling him Katie, huh? Yeah. A new book coming out for Beatle fans. Paul McCartney will release a new book of photography this summer called 1964 Eyes of the Storm. It features 275 of McCartney's photographs from six cities taken in 1964. The collection will include all never-before-seen shots of John Lennon, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr right as the Beatles' career began to take off across the world. 1964 Eyes of the Storm will also include a foreword by McCartney, as well as an introduction by Harvard historian and New York essay, uh, New Yorker, excuse me, essayist Jill Lepore. There are additional essays by Nicholas Cullinan and Rosie Broadley. It'll be available in June. McCartney's photos will also be displayed for the first time later this year at London's National Portrait Gallery. Paul McCartney photographs 63 to 64. That'll run in the gallery from June 28th to October first i think i know who who left the bread which which weighs in on oh. my decision uh, I, th- I, I don't know for sure but i, I think, think i do, I do. I the garrison I hmm. no wasn't, no, wasn't the garrison no. okay kenny i'm a little surprised no, <laughs> no beetle no beetle cheap shot in the um, story john just read i was thinking about proposing if you had the power of christ <laughs> and you could wow. erase one musician's death since oh i don't know go back to 1965 what musician would you bring i need to erase two no you've no, got you one. only get one michael jackson oh. hello what happened there i didn't hear you, you guys there, yeah something happened where you guys sounded like martians hmm. oh joe would need to replace two is the last thing i've heard no you only get to do one i would replace harrison and lennon so I could still see the Beatles, but that's so, I'm not allowed. I'm only allowed one. One, one, yeah. Uh, John, who would well, you be Lennon, wouldn't it? Boy. Not necessarily. Oh. Are we are we talking unnecessary deaths or just deaths in general? A dead <laughs> musician. Don't belabor this. Just uh, I would I would really like to see where Jimi Hendrix would have gone. That, oh, that was the one thing I always wanted to just because I know he always was trying to expand his uh, you know what he was doing. Yeah. So he'd probably I'd be on that list. If you made I'd, me think I'd, about I'd it longer. To, I'd have to go with that, I think. I'd have to go with that. I might have to change if I thought about it. But Dylan. <laughs> but but oh, Henry, wait, he's, alive. He's, he's still alive. He's still alive. He just sounds like he's dead. His great album out so two years ago. <laughs> I'll go Hendrix. Johnny, you're Hendrix too? I'd go Hendrix probably at this point, yeah. Kenny? I have no, I have no, I don't, I wouldn't bring anybody back. Here we go. Wow. Uh, I don't know. Probably Cobain. I don't know. Oh, God. Uh, What's be- wrong with Nirvana? You like Nirvana. Well, I know, but that, that was going nowhere. Mine is because he was taken <laughs> away, probably in his prime, but I think he still had more work to do. I'd say George Michael. You are such. I think George was past <laughs> Always prime. going for the laugh. He can never I be think, serious. Uh, John Lennon for me, for sure. That's Whatever. stupid. I don't know what brought this up. It was actually a Super 70s poll, but oh. he was asking for three of them. You could bring three back. Three. Wow. Yeah. Mm. A few days ago. Well, Joe would be uh, Lennon. Uh, it's always been my fantasy to see the Beatles perform with real equipment in a, on a just like a modern group. Do you think they could set that up? On a big stage and see yeah. what they would I bet it would be fantastic. Would they have cashed in, do you think? Too. Well, they for, would. For one, you know, yeah. one tour? 
but they wouldn't have needed to. I just wanted to see them perform with modern. I mean, they performed the most of stuff they ever had was on the roof of Abbey yeah, Road, and that could have yeah. fit that into a 1957 stage. Yeah. Still, that was the performance I was going to bring up. You know, there was, I've watched that amazing. so many times. My goodness. There was it's, a viral yeah. tweet that had put uh, the two pictures side by side of McCartney and then also of uh, of Mick and said, who says no to pairing those two together? Saying basically, one's without a drummer and a bassist. And, you know what I'm saying? No, I don't. No. Pairing those I, two I, bands together. I see. I saw the picture There's with McCartney no, and Ringo. Be, you know, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And yeah, then, you, and then you, the other one with Jagger. Yeah. Well, and I said side by side with Jagger. <laughs> and then you the second poll. You guys say yeah, no? Say the second poll from that. the 70s is whose <laughs> wife would you remove from life if you had the chance? Yoko. Yoko. Okay. Okay. I got, I got no issues with Yoko. You guys are idiots. I'm, I'm, oh, sorry. You know, Yoko was, uh, on that hook, Yoko and Roberta Flack were fast friends. Really? No, Roberta Flack Where's lived that? in the, uh, what's that, a famous apartment building they lived in? Dakota? Dakota. The Dakota. Dakota. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Yoko. If you ever do uh, that again, don't bother yeah. coming in here. I, you know, yeah. Uh, just one more Beatle point, if I may, since we're talking about the Beatles now. Uh, Candy, you pointed out that uh, on the Get Back uh, thing, the uh, the rooftop thing. Uh, I thought to myself, this is bleeping amazing, and they yeah. were such an amazing band. And I thought, well, maybe it's just me and when I grew up and my thoughts. So I asked Dill, and Dill said, "No, it's it's amazing. I don't care who they are. This it's is a, a rock and roll band, like it should sound. It was it's just, just yeah." It's, Every time I watch it, it's like the first time. Yeah, wouldn't it's you like to amazing. see them? Oh God! Ten years after that, with modern equipment and modern speakers and Auto all the tune. tricks of the trade, all that the would have been cool. Yeah. In, a, in a club, what was uh, Ronnie Scott's in that club? That's where I'd like to see them. something where, like that. Uh, would be. Yeah, yeah, yeah sent me a really neat video of, of Beck uh, of yeah. Beck playing there. There yeah. are tons of great jazz uh, videos from that club. Just yeah. wonderful. Where stuff. is Scott's? L.A. London, in I think. It? I London? believe it's in London. Yeah, yeah. it's it's in England. I'm not sure what city. All right, I think thank London. you. We'll be back shortly. Okay, but bye. first, I need to tell you, just as great as the Beatles is quality water inside I your think home, so. and that would be from Hofferman Water, Joe, an independent water treatment dealer. Hofferman offers sales, service, and rental units for Connecticut water treatment systems that can include everything from water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems to brand spanking new drinking water systems. A new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners just simply cannot do. You know that it's going to cut down on your salt usage, but did you know it will protect your appliances? That's right. You get that new system from Connecticut and Hofferman and Viola. Your showers are better. So is your laundry and, of course, your drinking water. So get in touch with my friends at Hofferman Water today. I have been a proud customer of Hofferman for years, and I know you will be too. It's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. 952 894 4040. That's 952 894 4040. Or just visit their website, hoffermanwater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them you heard about them here on the Garage Logic Podcast. Kenny is now rocking out to the Beatles. JoJo was a man. Johnny, remember the day Spencer Tollickson filled in for somebody, whoever Judd's current partner was, and you went nuts on me in the in the producer's studio? 
Oh, when he said he liked the Beatles. Or the no, Beatles he said were the overrated? Were overrated. Overrated. Johnny marched into the studio. because I was. You got to get this guy off the air. <laughs> well, how can you say they were overrated? For well, God's it's Spencer. Sake. Look, Spencer. Yeah, it's Spencer. Come on. It's not it's Spencer. A, the gopher basketball guy that does their radio stuff. He was he was doing a lot of stuff. What is he, 12? No, he's got to be. Well, he's not that much wasn't younger Wasn't he on the show before Saturday Sports Talk? Yeah, he, he's so. been on. Yeah. Let's go. We're going to wrap it up. You know what drives me crazy about this? I'm watching it now, John. Is all these gal dang hangers on that just stand around picking their nose and watching them like they're not the greatest band in the whole wide world doing an unbelievably tight version of this brand new song. Joe, God. Do you know why Rook knew (laughs) that Spencer was on that show before Saturday Night? I don't know. Finish it off. Finish it off for me. All right. Thanks, Doogie. Good job. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll check uh, some sports huh. with our friends at ESPN with an update. And He's then it's Gopher Hoops voice. Weekly. Good guy. Corzo and Spence in the building, in the studio, ready to go for another big hour before we get to what Saturday morning sports too talk. Too much time off for himself to talk. 44 <laughs> degrees, kind of cloudy out there, but when you go outside this morning, you'll say, hey. 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 It's warm out here. Hey. What hey. Pretty nice out, huh? Love you, Joey. <laughs> Let's go. Are you ready? We done with the ads? Uh, every uh, every follow-up news story I do from now on, I'm going to go, well, hey, what happened? <laughs> hey. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, not quite. I've heard of ready. Shrimp dinner. Oh, what the hell is that? I've heard of dump dinner. No, Oh, I nothing. love dump dinner. I do too. I don't know this what that is. is. Dump but, dinner, you put a you just throw yeah, oil cloth uh, on a picnic table and you dump shrimp and sausage and uh potatoes beans and uh you just go after it like sounds, animals sounds good without the uh, shrimp yeah well i love the shrimp grilled shrimp it's got to be grilled though yeah because otherwise it gets too mushy yeah mushy you ready mushy. yeah oh <laughs> why don't you say something let's get going this guy wears many hats only because they come to us all the way from Marla Park in Mpumalanga, South Africa. Slow down. Come on, Reese. From the traveling linemen. <laughs> on this day in 1836, Lucius F. Hubbard January was born in Troy, New York. After arriving in Minnesota in 1857, he established and edited the newspaper Red Wing Republican and served as a general in the Civil War and in the Spanish-American War. He would be the ninth governor of the state. Serving from 1882 to 1887. Hmm. His second term lasted three years to cover the legislature's change to biennial sessions. During his tenure, the Railroad and Warehouse Commission was established. He died Feb 5, 1913, and Hubbard County is named for him. Huh. And up in Houston, Hubbard are your H counties. You got it. Hank. On this day in 1861, Frank O. Loudon was born near Sunrise City. Who was he? And later moved to Illinois, where he became a lawyer and married Florence, a daughter of George M. Pullman, the wealthy inventor of the railway sleeping car. After Pullman's death, Loudon would manage some of the Car King's enterprises, serve in Congress, become governor in Illinois, and lost a nomination for president and declined a vice presidential nomination. Hmm. On this day in 1924, 
Minneapolis copper George Kramer fatally shot Peter C. Johnson with a sawed-off shotgun in a dark basement as Johnson attempted to crack open a safe he and his assistant, William Carson, stole during a robbery. Wow. Yeah. And on this day in 1942, Private Milburn Hankey of Hutchinson, served with the Amer- serving with the American Expeditionary Force, was the first enlisted man deployed to Europe in World War II. Interesting. A Minnesotan was the first employed, uh, first enlisted man deployed to uh, Europe. Hmm. And finally, on this day in 1949, one two six. Minnesota Mining and Manufacturing Company, 3M, announced the invention of a machine for the mass recording of magnetic audio tape. I oh, wow. Right there. wow. What year? 1949. Damn. Yeah. 74 years ago, you had magnetic audio I think, tape. I think we were still using uh, first versions of that in Maplewood in I the think 80s. So. Yeah, I think we were too. <laughs> Thank you, GLers. Kenny always had those razor blades handy. I never understood why. <laughs> they were uh, good for many different purposes, Matthew. <laughs> Speaking of the garage life town council, Rock. I love the town council. Uh, my son is a member of the town council. My son bought his girlfriend's mother a membership in the town council. And yes, they did pay retail. Kiss but up. for you... For just 10 bucks per month or 100 bucks per year, you're going to receive access to 24-7 members-only live audio stream full of live recordings of Garage Logic, best of segments, replays, uh, cuts, liners from the staff here. That's right. Yeah, very, uh, very personal. We just need to do a few of those after the show today, right? Yes, we do. Full show audio archive, <laughs> including before and after the show, between segments content. And that stuff is priceless. That's worth the price alone. Receive a weekly newsletter from the mayor. $10 Fratelloni Hardware and Garden Center gift card while supplies last. Just go to garagelogic.com and become a member. Come oh, on. What? Get your cha in gear. What do you uh, need, about 30, 40 liners from Joe? Speaking yeah. of uh, <laughs> town council members, um, message to Stacy, the geologist. Uh, Stacy, I believe you owe us an email regarding an event in Los Angeles earlier this week. No, Malibu. Malibu. Off Malibu. Malibu. Malibu we had a Quaker. Something. Okay, I got to go. Is she asleep at the wheel? Well, no. no, we got to do this. No, you're asleep at the wheel. Great to Joe. Much longer you plan on doing this column? That's a good question. Uh, Oh, he's gone. I wanted to talk to him about Carl Hyacin. Carl Hyacin? Carl Hyacin. What about him? What do you want to know? Halfway through a book Joe gave me. Kenny's halfway through a book uh, that you gave him. Did he like it? Did he like it? Uh, A lot of filler material in that book, Joe. A lot of filler material in that book. He shook you off, Kenny. He shook you off. I love Carl Hyacin, Kenny. Sorry. In fact, if you go up there, I got about 15 books by him. He's He uses a lot of words that Matthew would not like. And, I can't read <laughs> and he seems words. to be using them gratuitously, speaking of those words. That's another big word. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> Isn't that ironic? Right. <laughs> but, um, it's, I, I've had to do some skimming at times because he starts giving me information that is yes, not sir. pertinent to the story. Yeah. Pertinent. What book um, did he uh, give you? Well, Dan said, do you want to go? And I said, sure. He only, I, I got an email. Oh, sorry, Ken. He loaned it to me or borrowed yeah. it to me? So 
one of well, the, he, he loaned it to you. It's right? called Basket Case. I know Basket Case. I have read Basket Case. And uh, I'm about started it yesterday. I'm halfway through. There you go. Where's it at? It's at the depot. I'm not so down with novels. I'm working early morning. I would have gone. Um, There's some I love and some I hate. I just don't depends. Want fiction. Just, Are you going to park? I'm highly uh, into. Yeah. I'm almost done with all 16 of the uh, Lou Archer books by Ross McDonald, which I love. Yeah, I don't even know that guy. I would. Uh, he was one of the, he was, you know, same as Hammett and Raymond Chandler, that kind of stuff. And his, his detective was Lou Archer. Wrote him from like 52 to 76, give or take. Everything's such a cliche when it comes to these novels. There's always an internal struggle, arguing with the boss or the people in charge who trying to prevent you from doing your job. No, he's a he's a private eye. He doesn't no. he doesn't have a boss. <laughs> you know what I mean though. I do. Well I hate, you know, uh, now that Joe's not sitting there, all those books by guys like DeMille and those guys. I've tried every one of those authors and I thought they all were just dreadfully boring. I was made I made it through one of DeMille's books. Yeah, well all those guys. I I haven't found one well that's not true. I like uh Stephen Hunter. I liked his stuff. But aside from that, I was just like bored silly with every one of them. I have not tried because Joe told me not to try. Uh, I shouldn't say. Yeah. You know what I mean. And there's one that's, uh, he's a friend of Joe's where uh, I've tried. Yeah, him I have not tried uh, his. Not, I, uh, no. I just couldn't. What if was... I wrote a book? Would you guys read it? <laughs> you you should start by reading a book, you bastard. I'm on book yeah. three already maybe, this year. Maybe just no finish joke. a newspaper article. No, I don't <laughs> finish a newspaper go, article. Go to the jump and finish the article. <laughs> nah, I'm a rip and read guy. Took another test last night, still positive. Serious? How do you feel, bro? Like somebody's standing on my belly. Mm-mm. From day to day, you sound better or worse. <laughs> Wasn't doing so great this morning, but I'm fine. I'm pretty much fine right now. Now today, I think you sound worse than you did yesterday. Yesterday, I thought you sounded pretty good. Occasionally, having a hot flash. How weird is that? It downloaded last Thursday's podcast at the exact same time as today's. Really? Dude. PM. Are you stoned, Chris? That is far out, man. <laughs> what did we talk about today, guys? Joe <sighs> seems to be. Well, Walls is uh, yeah. junk. Walls is tabs. junk. Joe Excuse is me. way. Car tabs. Too laid back. Yeah, he's. I think he's medicated. Something's going on there. Wait, he's medicated. I'm going to keep an eye on that guy. Joe is not nearly outraged. Earl Red Schoenheider started working at the Savoy Inn as a bouncer and bartender. The Savoy Inn was a blue-collar bar that sometimes got rowdy, and Red's imposing 6'4", 245-pound frame presence was was just what was needed to keep Savoy under control. Red bought the Savoy Inn from the Morelli family, a nearby Morelli's Liquor and Italian Market. In 65, a few years later, he bought Sorini's Pizza, which was next door. Almost immediately, Red began tinkering with the sauce and sausage. 
He had a passion for making good product and was famously guarded about his recipes. Before the IRS crackdown, Red would give every employee a card at Christmas with a holiday bonus stuffed inside in cash. After that, everyone still got a bonus, but they had to pay taxes on it like everyone else. And if you've ever had a Savoy pizza, you know there was extra toppings and extra cheese on every pie. It's just what he did. He's not in the town council, is he? Uh, any of his let's family? Not, uh, let's not do any of that, Ken. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. Well, that was from Old St. Paul. Kenny, what are we calling Mike's thing? How should I phrase this? John, as a, as a nobody link? ever done me like she done me. Nobody she ever. Me. She done me good. Yeah, she done me good. Here is one of the things. Go ahead, Kenny. I love that song. I wonder how many times they ran through those songs. Because that that is so tight. They're just all so on. Yeah. And how can you say a bad thing about Ringo? Oh, you you can't. He was a great drummer. Everything you want in a drummer is right there. And he's not busy at all. He's he's not irritating at all. He's just right there for everything. Listen to you defending the Beatles. Yeah. It's just so good. Even the yeah. uh, well, don't get me started. The he like the little on standing there, those bobbies standing there being unimpressed. Man, I would have thrown my hat off, t- tore my clothes off, and would have just been <laughs> boogieing. Man, Johnny, uh, send me new stories. I'm doing that even as we speak, uh, Mister okay. uh, Whoever you are, Reavers. I'm sorry, forgot your name there for a minute. Oh, it's okay. <clears throat> What, I don't understand why he's in such a hurry now all of a sudden on Thursday. I got a right. Robbie, Robbie doesn't know what he's going to do. Yeah, but he knows every week that he's going to, well, whatever. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Not maybe my problem. Maybe he's got something going on that he has got to a do poop. or something. Maybe he's got a poop. Got a poop. Uh, Have you ever walked a mile in his shoes? Walk a mile in my shoes. Incredible responsibility. No, but I did an hour on the treadmill this morning. Or elliptical. <laughs> um, what did I get in today? In at five, 12,800 steps. Beauty. Six miles. Gotta like that. In my hey, shoes. Do you need Have you ever steps? walked six miles in my shoes? Do you need any steps? Yes. No, but I've been eight miles high. <laughs> and fallen fast. Bob Davis is in the desert. Yeah. So did you see his phone the other day? Yeah. Broken up. And, Facebook. What happened to it? Yeah. Facebook. Uh, he just kind of said it's regular wear and then he dropped it. Oh my God. Bob, Bob might have unfriended me. Really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, you're probably a rhino. That's why. <laughs> oh, no. There he is. Why didn't I see his thing? Hey now. Hey, hey. Baseball picks. I had the weird position when I was working with him of really enjoying him and his show and him hating me. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. Yeah. I uh he hired me. I always got along really well with him, actually. Who? Bob I always David. Liked Bob, oh. He was my he was my first boss at Hubbard. Bob what? wasn't down with Kenny. Yeah, he was the PD at KS95. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he hired me. 
Literally, I'm not, I'm not making. He that obviously up. preceded Leighton. Yes, Leighton was his assistant. And then oh, it was, it was great because Bob hired me. He he quit. Said I'm quitting in whatever two months. I'm done. And then he hired me. So it was great. It's like oh, that's nice. He's the ultimate radio nerd, though. He started in radio when he was a teenager. Yeah. I believe in Chicago. Yeah. Really? Well, he tried to be yep. a consultant for a while after he yep. quit at KS95. I would see him when we did our morning show things in New Orleans. He was always down at those. Being a consultant was a very odd, uh, very yeah. odd consultant. Let's put it that way. Uh, baseball pick scout card for Hank Aaron, July of 52. Yeah, I saw this. Slender build, hitting good, running fast, fielding good, attitude good, arm strong, power fair. Uh, all-around ability, player's weakness, experience, military status. Player could not tell me how many games observed. Three. Uh, you guys did, don't. Re- I bet you two don't remember any of that from the seventies. Were you, Matthew? I know you were born. I was born, least. but I wasn't paying attention yet. Did not attend yeah. high school. Uh, Aaron has very little baseball experience, not having attended high school. His experience has been confirmed as Sandlot and three months with his Indianapolis Clowns. I recommend bonus. So he saw good in him, huh? Yeah. A lot of natural talent. A lot of natural talent. You're a natural talent. I'll give you a natural talent. <laughs> Why is Brad Osmus trending? Because he's going to be the GM of the Astros. Oh, really? Yep. Huh. huh. What do you think about that, Kenny? No, he wasn't hired, it says. Oh. He was the runner-up. Like I don't think he's going to be the Astros GM. Dana Brown, whoever that is. Is that a female? Don't know. Is that a guy? Don't know. Uh, he's the guy. one that um, shot Endless Summer. Yeah, on any On any Sunday. Wasn't that Dana Brown? You got me. The filmmaker. I don't know him. I mean, I know Endless Summer, but I don't know who's responsible for it. Can Hold you on, sing far, far away? Let me Johnny. do some fact checking. I think it was Dana. The, the Ramsey House? Yeah. So Young. the Housing Redevelopment Authority authorized 884 84 grand. 84 grand, yep. So they're going to stabilize it, disassemble, move. Bruce Brown. And Ugh. reconstruct it somewhere else. Is his son Dana? Yes. Do you, oh, his son. Do you listen to the Dana. news, Rook? Yeah, no, I, I, I just wanted to confirm that. I know that you had that in there earlier. Rook, that was my lead story. Thanks for know, listening, you bastard. <laughs> I knew that you talked about it. I just John, saw it on Governor Walls's budget came out today. What? No, it came out yesterday, actually. God, John, Dana, a... <laughs> Dana Brown is uh, Bruce Brown's son. That's right. Uh, oh, okay. The, the, the guy that's going to be the Astros GM? And Bruce, Bruce Brown Brown's did was Summer. Right. That sounds correct. Sure. I'll go with you on that one. Thank you. Fireball cinnamon fans, be warned. Oh, oh Kenny. The mini bottles of the fiery drink you're picking up at the convenience store do not actually contain any whiskey. <laughs> this is from CBS News. Lawsuit alleges that fireball cinnamon mini bottles are misleading because they don't have any whiskey in them. And it looks just like them. It just says, doesn't say cinnamon whiskey. Huh. What's it got in it, then? Cinnamon. Shine. The... Uh... My brother, we, there's a, a restaurant in uh, Bismarck that used to make cinnamon cokes. So my brother would make cinnamon cokes with Fireball the last few years. Ooh, yeah, I, I, I didn't, fireball? I didn't, I didn't have any. Hmm. 
CCs. They were called CCs at the restaurant. I wanted a large CC. Yeah, give me a CC. Couple flying style cheeseburgers, order fries, and a large CC. Give me a Diablo sandwich and a Dr. Pepper. I'm in a goddamn hurry. <laughs> what was that from? Smokey and the Are Bandit. Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah. Are you commie or what? Well, I haven't seen it in a hundred years. Oh, I'm sorry. We need to watch. Leave that me alone. <laughs> Love it, Kenny. When he's woofing that thing down, he gets three bites in. He looks at Burt Reynolds and he goes, "Where's the can? I gotta take a squirt." <laughs> <laughs> Comes out with toilet paper trailing <laughs> right on his awesome. sunglasses. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> Yoo-hoo, sheriff. <laughs> and then he kind of gives her the eye, and then she's walking away. He's like, "Nice ass." Back to the car. I don't think they could make that movie today, Ken. So there's just make Top Gun instead. Elderly Italian man that lives in New Jersey. He wants to plant his annual tomato garden, but it was very difficult work since the ground was hard. His only son, Vincent, who used to help him, was in prison. The old man wrote a letter to his son and described his predicament. Dear Vincent, I'm feeling pretty sad because it looks like I won't be able to plant my tomato garden this year. I'm just getting too old to be digging up a garden plot, and I know if you were here, my troubles would be over. I know how you would be happy to dig the plot for me like in the old days. Love, Papa. A few days later, he gets a letter from his son. Dear Pop, don't dig up that garden. That's where the bodies are buried. Love, Vinny. At 4 a.m. the next morning, FBI agents and local police arrived and dug up the entire area without finding any bodies. They apologized to the old man and left. The same day, the old man received another letter from his son. Dear Pop, go ahead and plant the tomatoes now. That's the best I could do under these circumstances. Yep. (laughs) FBI. All right, liners. I've heard the version where it's weed instead or drugs. There's a bunch of drugs. That's my grandpa. Steve, cut all the weeds, but don't cut these over here. I'll take care of them. <laughs> Why was he a gardener? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Steve was too. Steve, uh, I think Steve knew what was going on too. So, hey, tomorrow, Rook, do you want to? Yeah, I, I do want to. Are you are you doing that right now? It's already done. Oh, because it's it's a week from tomorrow. Let's go for it. <laughs> Let's get this done. Well, and the only reason is because I don't know if I'm going to be available via the telephone. Right. I'm uh, the telephone. Because I'll be doing some landscaping, if you know what I mean. I think I know what you mean. Okay, who's first? Ouch. What? Who's first? Garage Logic uh, 24-7 Streamliners. Don't you need this to do that? Yeah, aren't you, are you done? Yeah. Well, you can record them, just send them to Ross. Oh, okay. Just do it raw. I think Kenny has uh, left the conversation. Kenny! <laughs> left the building. Dummy? You want to do it tomorrow? Although we won't have Johnny. That's fine. <laughs> you want, uh, here, we can just, just do Johnny then. for uh, yeah. What am I doing? What, what are we doing? Jumping jacks. Uh, these are liners Jumping that will be played... During the uh, Garage Logic Town Council 24 7 stream. All right, I'm rolling, so, so just do whatever you I, want. I can't do them if I'm doing jumping jacks, Chris. I'm sorry. Right. Okay, jumping John, jacks. that was a joke. Oh, I get it. It That's wasn't a very funny. good one. So you think we're recording now then or yep. something? Yeah. Yep. You, know the, you know the joke I'm trying to get to there, right? Yeah, yeah. No. You're just ignoring me now, though. I see. Yeah. I got to send these letters out. I got stamps on them. Can I put them in the Hubbard mail? Sure, I always used to. Yeah, with stamps on them. Yeah, I'm gonna do. Even though one of the 
Letters I'm sending is in Jordan. I might as well just bring it with me. <laughs> okay. Did you want me to do these now, or is that the deal? Yes, yeah. rookies. Uh, I don't know. Are you rolling? You're, you're listing oh, he's rolling. Logic 24-7 stream. Well, that's a good whatever. one. Is that, what, is that what I'm supposed Boy, to say? Yeah. That'll, hey, you're catching the stream. You know, whatever. That'll hey, you're catching the stream like a trout. No, it's, I can't do wow. that. Wow. That is you're horrible. Salmon? How about salmon? That wasn't pretty for anybody. That wasn't good, that for, wasn't anybody. good for anybody. It wasn't good for anybody. Hey, you're listening to the Garage Logic 24-7 stream. <laughs> wow. Okay. What am I supposed to say? Uh, I don't nothing, know. right? I don't know. Stuff. You're checking it out, man. Check it out. How about thanks? I'm playing the spoons. Uh, so, so only town council members hear this, obviously, right? Yep. For when, now. Okay. Hey, town council members, thanks for listening to the 24-7 Garage Logic Stream. <laughs> oh, my God. That's the stream you're checking out, 24-7 Garage Logic Town Council. Hope you're very entertained. And I just wonder how many news segments make the best of. All of them? There are some that have, though. Remember the one with the monkey? What was the one uh -huh. with the uh, new monkey had the, oh, the plugged uh, up butt? No, the zoo. He was. Uh, it was the new zoo. That's right. Like a peanut got stuck or something. Yeah. And the dude started licking it. Didn't isn't that the one where Joseph put some soup on it? And Kenny goes, "Yeah, I got kind of an idea that's way out there, but how about?" Uh... <laughs> I don't recall that. That was very anymore. funny. That's on the stream. Remember the. Uh... Was it the Afghani Zoo? I always remember that story because we spent 10 minutes making up animals that the Afghani Zoo could have. Ooh. Yes. That was good. Do you need me to do more? Is that enough? Yeah. Hey, folks. <laughs> hey, guys. Once again, you're checking. No, I, not, I can't do it because I'm always on. Okay. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Here's Reeves. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the deal. You're listening to the Garage Logic Town Council live stream because you are special. How's that? That's good. About, uh, go ahead, John, your turn. Hey, folks, thanks for listening to the 24-7 Garage Logic live stream. I'm not really live right now, and the stream's not really live, but you can listen to it anyway. And thanks for listening. That wasn't confusing at all. <laughs> I got one. I got one. Look at this. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> it works with plastic spoons, too. Hey, thanks for checking out the Garage Logic Town Council and the Garage Logic live stream, which you, as a member of the Town Council, get exclusive access to. And don't forget to listen to the Garage Logic podcast weekdays, Monday through Friday, at garagelogic.com. That was really long. Yeah. Well, too fast. Shit, John. <laughs> I don't know. That's good. We'll get more tomorrow. We'll get I'm everybody. just kidding. I'm just Johnny. Kidding. Except I won't. How be about here. this? Uh, thanks for listening to the Town Council. And uh, thanks. Uh, thanks. Yeah. Remember, hey, remember when we remember, talked about that monkey? Remember when you were with the Beatles and you're Paul oh, McCartney? There was the uh you didn't you didn't do the Ilhan story, did you? Me? No, I'm sorry. You did not, what? right? No. Joe and I were just talking about okay, then Joe and I were talking about that up the air. But there's the video of her, you know, saying if Republicans it's a threat to national security, blah blah blah. Yeah. Yep. And then someone retweeted that and said some people got ousted from some things. So <laughs> that was funny. That's funny. That's okay. Do we need to do we need to do any more? Senator Ross, 
My favorite was uh, immediately Robin. after she did that, she went on Twitter asking for money, Use, using that as the, you know, the please no. donate because please donate because the Republicans are trying to, you know, squeeze Shh. me out of whatever. Wait, isn't that illegal? No, God, no. no. Or unethical. Well, I it, it's yeah, I wouldn't call it unethical, but I'd call it sleazy. Frank Reich, really? What happened? They named him Coach of the Panthers. I thought they were going with uh, what's his name. Wilkes? I don't remember. The guy that took over. Jamal Wilkes? He's coaching football. Steve, Steve Wilkes. Yeah. He did a good job. Like, Shit, they almost made the playoffs. Yeah. You I mean, in, in an awful division, but still. Yeah. Still. Still. <laughs> I'm going to label this GL dash not very good liners. <laughs> good luck editing. <laughs> I'll send it to both Rook and. Roscoe. Um, Ross. Ross. Rookie. It's weird because Rook always pops up when you type in Rook, but you have to do everybody's last name in Hubbard. Hmm. Does that make sense? Uh, sure. <laughs> Shut up, John. Uh, there's already a law firm threatening uh, threatening the Panthers. <laughs> the hell? Why? We are shocked and disturbed that after the incredible job Coach Wilkes did as the interim coach, including bringing the team back into playoff contention and garnering support of the players and fans that he was passed over for the head coach position. There is a legitimate race problem in the NFL, and we can assure you we will have more to say in the coming days. Wigdor Law. I was just going to say, I wonder if this has to do with the pending lawsuit with what's his name, the guy the Vikings are interviewing today. The Dolphins, former Dolphins guy, Um, Flores. Brian Brian Flores, Flores, thank you. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. I get that they have there is validity to a lot of that. I'm not an idiot. I, I get that. Well, oh. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? There is validity to a lot of what they say. Is but is this gonna help the case or help the cause? Yeah, I don't know, but what would though? I guess it would be their reply. Yeah, I true. I guess yeah. true. Yeah, you know, you're right. But is a team going to go, well, uh, we don't want to get sued. We better, you know what I mean? Like You're just trying to hire the best coach. Yep. Okay. Sorry, I was reading. <laughs> yep. John. Mm-hmm. Yeah. John, I'm kidding. listening, Chris. Really, I am. I can do no, two things not. at once. You're, you're not. Re- you're, I, you're I, really am. Not. I am. <sighs> really, I am. Oh, <laughs> sigh. <sighs> no, do you know why I sighed? <laughs> why? Because I realized that I'm not going to get home from this damn Twins Fest thing until about midnight. Oh, tonight, you mean? Yeah. Oh, God. Well, the pro, it doesn't s- start till seven, and Royce's the last thing tonight. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be. I could do the, yeah, I'm just going to head to the back here and I'll, uh, <laughs> uh oh. No. Damn it, rookie. What? What's he doing? <laughs> Oh God! I love that uh, you know before you depart for the day, it's it can't get too far where you have to soil the entire West Wing right. over here. Thank God. God! Thank God I'm in here. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I just put an auto order sign on it. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was worse than the day where, um, what's his name? No, it's it's Ryan. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah. was in there, and the poor bastard 
the sink had something happened with the sink. Oh no. And he had to undo the pipe underneath. And he's laying on the floor. And I just thought, I'll I'll go upstairs. Yeah. You know what? Uh, <laughs> here's what's gonna happen. He um, goes, No, that's okay. I go, no, really, I'll I'll just go to the other one upstairs. <laughs> no, you're good. You're no, good. you're no, good. No, no, no. no, no. no. Nah, I'm gonna head. I'm gonna head See up. You up there. Yikes. Uh, all right. All right, I suppose. Johnny Cake, uh, talk to you next time. Uh, yeah, I guess it'll be Monday. Monday. Flip Wilson. Uh, I really Flip Wilson see you Tuesday because he gets Monday off. No, I, I don't anymore. That's the problem. State, no, I mean Dirty Ernie. State rests its oh, case. Oh, guys are talking about me. Uh, all right, Browski. Uh, yes. John, yes. the Dukes of Hazard aired for the first time 44 years ago today. Just Chris, as I told you guys... From about 75 to 1980, the only TV I ever watched were sitcoms, so I don't know any of those shows. I mean, I know what the show's about, sure, but I never saw an episode of it. Well, it's about these guys that have been in trouble with the law since the, the day they were born. I know the song very well, actually. I like this That song. has to be one of the greatest theme songs ever. Seriously, right? It's a great theme song. No, was that a real, like, country hit? John, was that a real oh, country hit? Oh, it was hit? a huge country hit, yeah. Gigantic. But did he do it? Before the show, or did he do it for no, the show? No, I'm sure he did it for the show. I wonder if he even wrote it. See, now, why do you guys do this to me? Because <laughs> I know you'll look it up. The team. Oh, we're releasing the from... Paul Pelosi attack footage? The yeah, body cam? Yeah. What are we expecting here? Well, we're expecting a lunatic uh, waking him up in the middle of the night. And... Hmm. I thought it was during the day. It was at night? It was at night, yeah. Oh. Way they know how. Uh, song written recorded, but he did write it. Uh, let's see. Uh, he wrote it for the show, apparently. All right. I'm just doing good. All right, I'm out. See, see you, Rug. Oh, thank God you made your deposit before yeah, you left. I'll let him know. Yeah. I'll, I'll let him know that we took care of everything. Uh, he did two versions, one slightly different from the other for release on the radio. And it peaked at number, number one, one on the Hot Country Songs chart. What year? 78? 1980. 1980. And it also hit 21 on the pop charts. No kidding. So it did quite well. Quite well. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Now I'm going to go. Bye, John. I'll see you. To, no, I'll see you Monday, you not Monday. Tuesday. I'll see you Monday. Okay. All right. See ya. I sent you my uh, time card, right? You know that? Yes, you did. Okay. Bye-bye. See you, Rock. See you, John. Yep. Sounds like a Walton.